You are listening to the Healthy Families Rule podcast, episode 111, The Energy of Want versus Completeness. You're listening to the Healthy Families Rule podcast, hosted by health coach Heather master health coach and wellness educator specializing in family health. This show is about raising a strong, healthy, resilient family with confidence and courage in a confused world. Hang out with me each week to learn practical coaching tips, parenting advice, nutrition and exercise suggestions, and stress reducers to apply to your mental and physical well-being. Come listen to all the Healthy Families Road podcast episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy the show. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Healthy Families Rule podcast. So happy that you're joining me today. And wow, did you check out last week's episode? That was really good on the science of fat burn. How am I going to beat that? Well, I'm going to beat it today. Because <laughs> I have a good, good, good episode for you today. Now, Sunday morning, I woke up early, got my journal out, and just started journaling all my thoughts. Guess how many pages I wrote in that journal? Nine pages of notes. Nine pages of thoughts were in my head about a specific topic. And I want to go through that topic with you today. So buckle up. Are you ready? Now, in this episode, and I was trying to think of a, a good name for this episode. And so I think I'm settling on the energy of want versus the energy of completeness. The energy of want versus the energy of completeness. What do we mean here? What does this mean? I think when you're in a situation where maybe you're you don't own your own house yet. Maybe you want to buy a house. And this is what this is kind of where I'm at anyway. Okay. You're in a situation where you're looking, you're passively looking, you're dreaming, you're hoping, you're desiring. There's certain things that you want and desire. And then there's certain things that make you feel complete. And let me tell you what I mean. So I grew up in St. George, Utah. Now, St. George, it's not quite the same place. It still is in a lot of ways as it was when I was growing up. If you go to St. George now, you're going to see lots of awesome outdoor things to do. It's beautiful. Zion's Canyon is right in the backyard. Las Vegas is a quick two-hour drive is all to get there. What you're going to find, though, is the build there, the building, okay, the building of new communities that are making up the area of St. George. They're all around, new builds, new homes, new everything. So what we have in St. George, Utah is a good mix of old-fashioned St. George and old homes and old neighborhoods. And then we have all the new builds because of new cities that came up around St. George that make up St. George. I have a lot of family, a lot, well, not a lot of family. I have one family member and I have 
um, a few friends, actually a few family members, a few family members and a few friends who live in these new builds, okay? These new gorgeous buildings and, and home, these new home, homes that are new builds. And it's beautiful, they're beautiful. They're beautiful, big homes. Now, St. George is not a city where there's lots of money to be made. So a lot of us who grew up there come back and we see these big homes and these homes that our friends and family members are living in and we're going, holy cow, like how can you afford to live here? There's no jobs here that pay what this house would cost. So quite frankly, this is still a mystery other than a lot of people are just in an exorbitant amount of debt to own their home. I have no idea. Maybe there is money to be made, but in certain industries, but not everybody is in that industry. So how is everybody in a home like that? That's the kind of questions that I have. And at the same time, I don't want to think about it too much. It doesn't bother me, but I go there and I visit some of my friends' homes and my family members' homes. And I, I, my heart goes, oh my gosh, I want this. I want this so bad. I've never had anything like this before. I've never lived in a home this luxurious of a feeling before or this clean and clutter-free before. I've never had a home where everything had its place because there was storage and space to put things. I've never had that. And I'm sure a lot of you listening have been like, well, yeah, I've never had that either. But maybe there are a lot of you listening who, who have that. And so it's just kind of like, you feel like you're there, you've arrived. That's a great feeling. And there, just so you know, the tone of this podcast episode today, there is absolutely no judgment and there's no wrong way or right way. I want you to know that. Because even as a life coach, I stay completely neutral about anyone and everyone's circumstance, whatever circumstance you're in. Now, some circumstances, of course, will dig a little deeper into my belief system and I have to try to get myself to a neutral place, but I can always coach people from a neutral place, not taking one side over the other. Okay. So I'm, I'm basically going to be talking to you about my feelings on all of this today. So as I've been going to St. George, I've been noticing this want energy that I'm in, this desire for the finer things in life. And I do, I am a girl who does like the finer things of life, but it's such a different feeling than the feeling of being complete. There's kind of an openness to the, to the energy of want you're left wanting still when you get the thing. You still want for more and and you have the money. So you just keep buying more. You keep consuming more. And then there's a feeling of being complete exactly where you're at. I see all the things others have and that want energy comes right back. The beautiful furniture from expensive stores, the expensive clothing from White House Black Market, or perhaps a $7,000 Dior outfit. Who knows? I have a, um, a mentor who shops at Dior and she tells us how much her clothes cost sometimes. And I'm like, whoa, like I've never spent that much on clothes. I see vacations that look luxurious or self-care expenses. I wish I could invest in more. Why do we want these things? 
Well, it's because of the way that these things make us feel. How do they make us feel? Let's let's pause and think about the way these luxurious things make us feel. They make us feel perhaps wealthy or able. I'm able to get these things. Perhaps secure or taken care of or blessed or just confident. How how does indulging or having exactly what you want, how does that make you feel? Now, on the other side, they make us feel better than, perhaps, above society and place us in a one-up position, perhaps into pride. I don't know. Is this you? I have no idea. But now let's take the example of minimalism. Now, there's a YouTube channel I've been watching lately called The Minimal Mama, and I've been watching one of her videos every day, and I felt so inspired, and let's highlight the word inspired, because the word inspired is different from that want and that want energy, isn't it? A word I don't often feel when I'm around the energy of want is inspired. So why do I feel inspired watching The Minimal Mama? It's because she's showing the world how amazing and happy you can be with less stuff. Now, she lives in a 1,500 square foot home with four kids. I believe she said in one of her videos, it's 1,400 or 1,500 square feet. Now, I could be wrong. And it's completely clutter-free. And she loves her home. I've noticed she doesn't have upgraded cabinets or luxury countertop or floor or anything like that. Now, I can't say they haven't done any upgrades or remodeling because they purchased this cute little farmhouse and they've done some remodels to it. But I wouldn't, the inside is very cute, very adorable. I wouldn't call it luxurious um, like you would see in a parade of homes home type of home, let's say, okay. But she was able with her husband to purchase their dream farm. Now, this sweet family, they may have the money to buy a bigger home if they want to. They have tons of followers on YouTube, thousands, hundreds of thousands. So why don't they? And she's genuinely happy. That's another word I want to highlight is the word genuinely. So inspired and genuinely. She's genuinely happy. Um, Why don't they buy bigger and nicer things? Because of their feeling of completeness. They aren't consumers. They don't just go out and purchase clothes and shoes and handbags. They purchase exactly what they need and no more. And this means they're not hoarding. They're not stockpiling a bunch of toilet paper. They seem to trust that they'll have what they need in the moment that they'll need it. And of course, they go on vacations. But even then, they're frugal about their vacations. They don't stay in the nicest, most luxurious thing. So when I think about myself being genuinely happy, really happy and complete, it's living more of the latter with pieces of luxury here and there. I feel good living with less stuff to manage and less comparison in my brain, but I love the feeling of staying in luxury hotels and flying first class not to prove anything to anyone, but just because it lights my heart up. 
So can you live a luxurious life and be a minimalist? Well, yes, Brooke Castillo, she claims to be one. And she's the owner of the Life Coach School. She makes $50 million a year, has several houses all over the country in different areas, and has very minimal items in each home. It probably feels much like a, an Airbnb. It's pristine. It's probably close to a feel of no one lives here. Okay, <laughs> type of type of feeling, and we love that feeling because it it takes clutter out of our mind when we when we don't have that stuff there. And so the minimal mama's home. Let's go back to minimal mama from YouTube. You can definitely tell it's lived in. It's not luxurious. It's just well kept with only the things that they need. It's clutter free. So there's two different energies at play when you walk into these different kinds of places. And notice how your energy shifts when you're placed in a home with the finer things in life. It just feels more luxurious versus being placed in a cottage type home that's clean and clutter free. So they both feel good, but in different ways. There's a show on Netflix that you can watch where you can observe firsthand these feelings that come up for you. I want you to watch it. I think it's called Amazing Vacation Rentals. And it's where three friends, there's a guy and two girls, they they all go to different places around, I believe, uh, just the United States. No, they've gone in different parts of the, of the world, okay? But they pick one home as a low-budget home. So one girl picks the low-budget home. One girl picks like the medium-priced, unique home. And then the guy picks the luxury home and they stay in all of these homes. And then at the end, they kind of just, they all get to vote on which one was their favorite. It's fun to watch. So I like to ask myself why certain feelings come up when looking at these different places. It's like walking through the parade of homes. We all want those homes because we like the feel of having the finer things in life that feels good. We want that. But it's not the finer things that actually make us feel anything. It's our thoughts about our life when we have the finer things. And so watching that show, the Vacation Rental Home show, you know, most of the time I noticed they, they pick the unique homes and the low budget home here and there. And then sometimes the luxurious home, but mostly I find that they like the unique home because of the feeling it gives them when they're in that home. It's not the luxury, it's the feeling, um, the smells, the memories it brings back to them when they're in that home. Okay. We have been raised in a society where having more is better. We aim for a bigger home, a nicer car, private schools, name brand clothing and accessories. We've been conditioned to believe that this lifestyle is superior. But this lifestyle also comes with its 50-50, 50 good, 50 bad. It comes with a keeping up with the Joneses mentality, possibly, versus the minimal mama, okay? Now her life is 50-52, but in other ways, you know, maybe she wishes she had a next door neighbor best friend right there that she trusted that she could just send her kids over to anytime to play at. 
I mean, she's way out there in the country. Maybe she wishes she didn't have to deal with the mind drama of always keeping the house clean or or going through more stuff or possibly budget issues or stressing over finances or this and that. I mean, this is all just thoughts um, that people might have in their heads. And I'm not in her head. I have no idea. But I just know that every single lifestyle you choose, it's going to come with its 50-50. 50 good, 50 bad. I can tell you this, though. The keeping up with the Joneses mentality is exhausting to say the least. And I would never be living in my true identity if I had to live this way forever. Okay. It would be as if I were playing a character in a movie 24 seven, because that's not who I am in my core. I'm not the girl who drives the Tesla and lives in Scottsdale. That's not who I am. While that all feels good momentarily, I love the feel of that. That lifestyle would wear me down and eventually lead me to depression because having things and money is not what brings true and lasting happiness. So what is? Staying true to who you are at your core and honoring your value system. And all these things can only come from a higher power. So take the world out of everything everything you think you love and, and want and what you think you um, want to. Just take the world out of all of that. What do you have left? Your core, okay? And at my core, I probably have a beautiful 2,500 square foot farmhouse with chickens and goats, cows, and a view of the mountains with a creek nearby and a big garden away from the city. So at my core... Who am I? I'm a homesteader. How do I know this? Because I feel the most joy being in nature and around animals and cooking homemade meals for my family and canning foods and preserving foods. This is who I am at my core, at my very core. I don't know where exactly it came from. Maybe ancestors who were farmers who carried these genes and they were hard workers. I also know this is who I am because there's absolutely no want energy of anything else. There's no keeping up with the Joneses and no comparison energy or jealousy when I'm around these things. It's a completeness. It's, it's a dream. It's not a luxury, but it's also not a low-income living lifestyle. It might be more frugal in some ways. It's living on less and living off the land. Other people might see that as luxury, but there's a lot of hard work that goes into that lifestyle too. I don't have that dream right now. I don't own that dream. And maybe you don't have yours either. So in the meantime, how can we adore our homes and our lives exactly where they are without shame or embarrassment or comparison or want energy? Now, right now I live in a small 1300 square foot home and it feels like we've outgrown this place. So when people come over, I'm in their heads thinking, gosh, they probably think we can't afford better or or they're probably thinking, where's all the furniture or I can't stay the night here. It's too small. I hate when people feel like that. I want everyone to feel welcome in my home, no matter what, and to stay the night here. But my only job, if I want to feel complete and happy exactly where I am right now, is to get out of everyone's head who comes to visit. That's it. 
And in the meantime, it makes sense to live a more minimalist lifestyle in a smaller space. It opens up the room and makes it feel bigger. Then I can decorate minimally with cute things that appeal to my farmhouse taste. I can continue to keep the clutter out and not keep consuming. This is the way, my friends. I can continue to read books like The Minimalista to get inspiration and ideas for organization and style. And guess what? It turns out my family hasn't really outgrown our space. Not at all. I may have just had too much stuff in the space that I'm in. I can add a fresh coat of paint to the walls or cabinets. I can downsize furniture. There's so many things I can do to really love my space. Now, I have a group of ham radio friends because I just uh, got my ham radio license and I go to lunch with these these guys um, and, and gals, okay? They're basically in their 60s and 70s. That's, that's their age range. And I've seen their homes. Not all of their homes, but most of their homes. They're small. They're old. They're even cluttered. Now, these people, I have never met people like this. They are the salt of the earth. Easy to be around. Happy friendly, and living with a completeness that comes from the internal, not the external. Loving marriages, a deep faith in their religion and God, a passion for preparedness and serving others. And I'm not saying you can't have these things with a big luxurious home and nice things. I'm not at all. I'm just telling you what I've been observing lately. They have a love for getting together with fellow ham operators and talking about their passion for ham radio. They have a love for freedom, family, constitution. And that's who these people are. And that's why I'm so, so drawn to them. They're honest and real, which is a breath of fresh air for me to get out of the want energy. And being around that paints a picture for me of what true happiness is. So yeah, my, my friends are 20 to 40 years older than me, and we hang out twice a week. It's something I was missing from my life that I didn't know I needed. And I personally feel it's important to surround yourself with these kinds of people because it takes you out of the world and all the world has to offer, and it shows you simplicity. It shows you community and tribe that for real has your back when times get hard. You want those people. And you got to find your tribe. I also, last week, took a tour with some of these ham radio friends um, through some modular homes. Now, if you know what a modular home is, it's basically a trailer home that is already prefabricated, pre-built on site and delivered and put on your property. These homes in the past People find them flimsy, cheap, they get a bad rap for whatever reason. Uh, No one wants to live in a trailer. I mean, we all have these ideas of what trashy feels like because of what we know what luxury feels like. We felt the difference, right? And so maybe we have now stereotyped these buildings and the kinds of people who buy these buildings even, okay, and live in them. But I got to tell you, when I was walking through these modular homes, My soul was singing 
It wanted one so bad. They were not your old grandmother's trailer home, folks. These were like luxury without having your granite countertops and your nicest cupboards or anything like that, or your hardwood floors, because you can't have any of that. But the way they designed and styled these modular homes, it felt comfortable, it felt good, and it confused me even. It confused me because how could my heart settle on this when it's so different from this idea in my head of what I thought I wanted? Can you see how sometimes because of society and the way things are and and our communities and our economy, how hard it is to even build a home and get a home, even if you have the money, how something like a modular home might make more sense And it feels good and it feels comfortable and it feels luxurious even in a lot of cases. That's how this felt to me when I walked through it. And it surprised me that I could love this just as much as that luxury home. Like my heart could be settled and feel comfortable paying a price of $230,000 versus paying a price of almost a million dollars. Crazy, isn't it? for 22 to 2300 square square feet of space crazy i was i i still to this day i'm pondering what i experienced and what i felt when i was walking through those modular homes cuz honestly i could have wrapped one up and took it right there and i would be 100% happy and yeah there would be people who come in my home who might have the finer quality things and say well, why the heck would you settle on this But once I get out of their heads and I focus on what I love about my space and what I have, I'm fine. I don't need, I don't need more. There's a completeness that comes with that. And so that's what I want you guys to do this week is to settle into your idea of what is it really that you want at your core? Who are you really? What do you really desire? And go after that. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to try to be a million dollar coach. Of course. But there's so many things that make being a million dollar coach fun, right? I can go on some fun vacations and and sprinkle in the finer things and get my farm and everything. And nowadays, a million dollars doesn't go very far, does it? So I don't want you to not have the things you want. I don't want you to not go for your dream and your goals of your income and whatever. You should always reach those goals and go for those goals. I just want you to figure out who you are at your core so you can have exactly what you want without the stress and burden of the energy of want that's completely surrounding you. And you got to find your tribe. Find who you are at your core when the world is stripped away. Who are you and what do you value? It's time to step into completeness, no matter where you are in your life. And I'm going to leave you with that, my friends. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. I hope you find exactly what you want and you settle on that and you decide to love exactly where you're at, even while reaching for the dream that you want, whatever that looks like. And I'll be right here to support you 100% of the way. So with that, have a beautiful rest of your weekend and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. 
Thank you for listening to the Healthy Families Rule podcast, everybody. I want to let you know that Wellness Workshop Week is coming up March 7th through the 11th. So you'll want to grab your ticket. I'm going to be teaching five days of wellness trainings, including how to conquer depression and all about gut health and how to heal the gut. So go to healthcoachheather.com to grab your ticket today or check the show notes. Have a beautiful rest of your weekend.